What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 345 of the Smartout Moment Smack Talk podcast. This is the Hot Tags edition of the week, where we're going to be breaking down some of the rumors and news and gossip and current events and everything else that went down in the world of professional wrestling over the past couple of days. We consist of myself, as always, Tony Mango, and as always, Robert DeFelice. Hello, Tony. How are you today? I am today. Let's say that. <laughs> which uh totally random aside here but do you remember the uh, i don't know why this reminded me of it because i just said i am today you remember the old uh commercials that were out a bunch of years ago where it was people saying like i'm an american and all that and then there was the one dude and he was like i am america <laughs> <laughs> i love those yeah, i like that guy i hope he's still america if he is, I feel bad for him because America's pretty shitty right now. Yeah, he doesn't want to be America right now. He's probably over in Canada. <laughs> I am Canada. <laughs> and they're like, uh, I don't know. We might have to start putting up some other borders to get those Americans to not come here. That's how it works. You put up one border, everybody else will put up borders. Anyway, we're getting political here. <laughs> so- <laughs> Hot tags. We're going to start talking about a bunch of different topics here. We're going to bounce around all throughout different stuff because I have no real set outline. Fuck it. Uh, but I wanted to start with the probably the oldest thing from this week, which is, per usual, the latest episode of Something Else to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard and uh, Conrad and, in this case, The Rock. Not on the podcast, but that's what they were talking about. <laughs> kind of pu- uh, putting a wrong implication there. Uh, to be honest, this was not one of my favorite episodes because I felt like nothing that they talked about was anything that I wasn't already aware of. Yeah, that's the downside of covering somebody like The Rock, who he had such a short career as it was, and any kind of major moments have already been discussed in detail. I do still think that the podcast version was better. I think Conrad actually had a cold on this one. I don't know. What do you mean? I mean, he was just talking perfectly normal. (laughs) No, I think he actually had a cold. (laughs) Yeah. uh, The content was so forgettable that I literally have no notes written down for it. I don't remember them saying anything that was sort of like shocking or even really like went into further depth than what i think is common knowledge for the most part i mean there's a certain extent of course where it's like if you didn't know that his name is flex kavana then at that point maybe you're like oh flex kavana that's dumb but uh i think it's funny that rock picked that name and it's just like one of those weird well what's your wrestling name oh i know i'll be flex kavana yeah it's pretty bad (laughs) and then uh, i've heard worse but it is pretty bad and then pritchard going we were tossing around the family names, so we're like Rocky Johnson, Peter Maivia, you know, I think we almost called him Peter Johnson, and then he just <laughs> stops, and he's like, can you imagine how terrible that would have been if we'd have called him Peter Johnson? <laughs> I mean, uh, they did have Big Dick Johnson, and, you know, so I wouldn't put it past WWE to do that at some point, but I'm so glad that he wasn't Pete Johnson, because... Uh... Another interesting thing was the story about Austin throwing the belt over off the bridge and into that the actually, water. Yeah, that was the one thing. I forgot about that. That they had said it was like a tag team title or something. Yeah, they usually use just like old tag titles. It was probably the title, honestly, that they used for Flair 
when Flair actually had to give back the big gold belt in 91 and they started just using a tag team title without the words tag team on it and they were distorting that. That's probably the same belt that got thrown off the bridge. I always assumed that it was one of the toy ones. Yeah, you would think that makes so much more sense. Instead of actually throwing like a real belt, you know, because no matter what the belt's gone through, at any point, if it's a legit belt, pretty sure that they could always put it up for auction and get money, you know, even for charity or something. You you could put damn near anything that's WWE related up for auction and it could get something for charity. Like, you could be like, hey, this is uh, one of um, the Mr. Socko things that was... Uh, actually in his pants actually in his pants and actually in somebody's throat and then somebody would be like I'll give you a hundred dollars for it like you know it's what? I'll give you five thousand <laughs> whose mouth was it in I, I don't uh, Undertaker ten thousand <laughs> oh no it's actually Mark Merrow uh eight bucks <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's actually a lot of fun stories about belts like Foley tells the story that the belt that he won in 99 was the actual, you know, title that everybody traveled with. And it was old and mildewy from being, you know, covered in beer for days on end. <laughs> it's a good thing it wasn't Paige's belt. It would have been covered in something else. <laughs> God. Um, but I really liked how they were talking about, you know, Austin just gave Rock the belt. And then Pritchard was like, it was a Russo idea, and it was just, eh, let's just, you know, give him the belt. It's a different way to get things done. Should have been a Bob Holly idea. (laughs) And to me, all that stuff seems so much more honest than what they do now. As much as I hate the Attitude Era and a lot of the just silliness and, you know, not taking the wrestling seriously, at least it was way more honest. Like, we're just going to hand you the belt. Like, you don't need to beat anybody for it i like when pritchard acknowledges that it's like well we just figured fuck it because it's like all right that at least makes it easier to stomach when they do that stuff now and you can look back and go wait a minute so why did they book such and such oh it's probably one of those other moments where they said i don't know fuck it like instead of trying to you know the narrative that they give nowadays is always that everything is for a reason Everything is so planned out. Everything was, well, we really, really did think that Mojo Rawley was going to get a fucking push. And it's like, no, he wasn't. You wanted the Rob Gronkowski thing. Just admit it. And then that would be the type of thing that would be on Pritchard's show where he would be like, yeah, we did it all because of fucking Gronk. The end. Yeah. Which. That's so refreshing. But at least Mojo's getting that push, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it took him, uh, what, four weeks to beat No Way Jose for the second time and get no reaction from the crowd and everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, I honestly, at I this, would I would, it, honestly, that's what I was just about to say. I would skip this episode with, uh, listen to the, the podcast version of it. By the way, Tony, they're coming out with a Patreon, and I don't usually do Patreon. I'm considering this one. What are the different things that they got? You get, Ad free shows. I don't know for all Whoa, the tiers already, <laughs> <laughs> but you get ad free shows. I think one of the tiers will get you uh, Conrad's notes for the shows, which is for someone like me, uh, I'll take it. You know that seems entertaining to me. And then you get to pick a bonus show, 
and be on the show that you picked the topic of. And I'm like, fuck it, I'll take that. You know? Mm. Be like, <laughs> for the bonus show, can you guys talk about smart out moment? <laughs> like, <laughs> be like, the fuck like, are those idiots? I'll, I'll sit there and be, I'm, I'm the guy, and we've talked about the new generation era. I'll be like, yeah, talk about Diesel and talk about why people like to shit on Kevin Nash. And even though he's honestly one of the most underrated champions that company ever had. I see if I were to request some kind of show like that, I would probably be like, can you please give me a rundown of, and then I would give them like the worst characters possible and be like, who thought Aldo Montoya, the Portuguese man of war was a good idea. Who thought he's actually, he's actually told that story. He has. All right. I gotta listen to that one. Like who, who made the costume of Max Moon? That kind of stuff, you know? Hold that story, too. I got to tell you. I'll give you I've a been, rundown. I've been listening to some older episodes. Like, I listened to Undertaker 95, 97. And uh, listened to Brutus the Barber Beefcake, or as they say, Brutus the fucking Barber Beefcake. And, you know, like, that kind of stuff. I've been putting that on when I've been trying to sleep. And then, of course, I, you know, run through two hours of it because I can't sleep. But uh, those are a lot more entertaining once you get past those fucking ads. Yeah, and this episode with The Rock, skip it. Skip it. Uh, let's see. Real quick thing here: WWE has filed for the trademark of Doctor Shelby. Kind of it was not that, bro, uh, that pissed me off. Yeah, it's kind of confusing why they did that. They just had some random woman there instead, and she didn't say a word, and it was kind of pointless. So it's kind of like I'm assuming maybe he just kind of couldn't make his way out there tonight, and they just had like one of the stagehands or something play that part. But um, it does kind of point to maybe they have a long-term goal in mind for Dr. Shelby. We'll kind of talk about this a little bit when we get to uh, Extreme Rules. But trademarks. Eh, hot tags. <laughs> Aurora Borealis. Yeah. Dr. Shelby in this part of the country. Is <laughs> it's an Albany expression. Uh, rumors that WWE might buy Evolve. No, I don't really have too much to say about it because to me, it's kind of like how much of that have we already heard? You know, these are just rumors. It was a, it was a brief piece in the Observer that was like, yeah, talks picked up again because WWE allowed Evolve to use Adam Cole, but talks have been going around like this since the companies started working together, and you never know; they might, they might not. It's it's all up in the air, rumor and innuendo. I kind of look at it as like, all right, well, if it happens, it happens. And then we'll see. But I'm not going to be like, oh, this means that I need to start paying attention to the Evolve uh, crew because if they're going to, it's like, it might be total bullshit, you know? I mean, at the very least, we know that the companies are close and Gabe Sapolsky is a somewhat advisor to Triple H and I know that they take a lot of talent from there, like Keith Lee. We just saw at the most recent takeover. He's a WWN slash Evolve guy. So, you know, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, we know that that's still a door to WWE for talent. Yep. That's pretty much what it boils down to. Uh, Speaking of outsider talent, uh, this was kind of confusing to me. There are a lot of people talking about that it's a surprise that Deanna Perrazzo dropped out of All In 
I thought that there was an official announcement a while back that she had joined WWE. No, in fact, they were talking. I know a fan tweeted her, "Oh, we want you for the May Young Classic," and she said, "Yeah, I don't know about that. I'd much rather be all in." And she, you know, she's dating Marty Scroll, one of the big Bullet Club guys. They did announce her for the show, and she dropped out. Last week, among all these rumors that it's like, hey, she's going to go to the Mayan Classic. If she does, you know, great. I think she's a pretty decent talent from our part of the country. She um, actually went through the OTW system and stuff, too. I know. I not think like a, not 100% through it, but like uh, D2W and, um, you know, made appearances from OTW and everything like that. There's like a conglomerate of like a couple different things around this area that really kind of like share a lot of talent. And she was one of them. So I have no personal connection to her, but I like people from my area, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. I think I did a poster one time and she was on it for some promotion. Yeah. So I'm rooting for her, but I, I'm just not too shocked about the whole thing. Like I thought that she had already signed in, I don't know, in April or whatever it was that, uh, Looks like May 31st is when a lot of these news things are coming up. So to me, that was kind of like, well, isn't she already almost a guarantee for the May Young Classic at this point? Maybe she, she was, was on the radar, but she was still trying to do all in to help maybe. out the guys, you know? Yeah, it could have been one of those things where she basically signed a deal with WWE, but didn't have to pull out of all in yet. And then now it's kind of like, oh, you do realize you can't do that, Joe, right? You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, um, well, while we're talking about all in, let's just let's just go here. Starcast, the podcast convention prior to all in the day before, will be broadcast live on Fight TV. Now, does that mean it's just the Starcast thing, or is that all in itself is going to be on Fight? Well, right now it's just Starcast, but one would have to assume that. All in will probably be on fight as well. I would assume so. I was a little upset when I heard this just because I, I've made the comment before that if you can get WrestleMania for nine ninety nine, why does TNA want you to p- go on fight TV and pay 40 bucks for Bound for Glory? So I was hoping we'd get one of those subscription based models to get all in. But if it ends up going on Fight TV, I'm ordering the show. I'm going to watch the show. I'll watch it somehow. I'll say that. <laughs> and that is exciting, folks, because that means we're going to get to talk about something other than Roman Reigns on SmartCat Moment. And I'm excited. <laughs> if it's 40 bucks, I don't know if I would spend the money for it. But there's other When's ways. your birthday, Tony? Your birthday just passed. I just Tony. passed. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll buy you. All in for my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, if that would work uh, in a regular thing, I'd love my birthday instead of feeling all depressed and shit. (laughs) If it was like, you know, it's somebody's birthday today, uh, June 10th, technically, or July 10th. I'm still thinking it's fucking June. Be like, July 10th, if today's your birthday, buy me something. (laughs) 
Then by default, I guess on my birthday, I'd have to buy things for other people. But then that would be the day where I'm like, oh, no, I'm sick at home. (laughs) 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 I'm sick with uh, can't buy itis. Um, They'll figure something out. But uh, that's a good sign for all in, though, that they at least have an announcement of being, you know, broadcasting that. It's another step in the right direction. They also announced a a second match, which is the aforementioned villain Marty Scroll versus the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada. And that'll be a fun one. I'll I'll give you a fun little little story about this. I was doing the WrestleZone uh, chat. We do like a live chat where people can comment and we answer questions. And right before he goes, I I think one of the main matches, we can't say from who until it's announced, but I think one of the major matches is Rey Mysterio versus Okada. Two seconds later, just announced <laughs> Mar- Marty Skrull versus Okada. And it's like, okay, there goes that source. You're like, and now I said I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what we ended up doing on the live chat. It was like, oh, it was rumored, you know, plans change. Or you just put little asterisk typo. Well, at least... <laughs> At least we didn't tell people that, you know, he just told me right before we went on the air and I just had a good laugh because it was like two <laughs> seconds later, Marty Skrull. <laughs> uh, more about the all in kind of thing, kind of uh, tangentially a little bit, though, more rumors that WWE has offered some pretty decent contracts to Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, which I think we hear this story about like once a month. We hear it quarterly, I think. I think it's quarterly you get the Young Bucks are coming. Kenny Omega's coming. And you start hearing it a lot around the Royal Rumble. You start hearing it a lot around WrestleMania. So I don't buy into it. Again, it's another one of those things where it's like, I'll believe it when I see it. If I have like WWE.com puts up a thing saying like, Cody Rhodes will return, then I'll be like, oh, okay, then that's going to happen. But they have been doing more with them recently. So I wouldn't be too shocked at the same time. So I don't think I don't think that they go for at least another year or so because the the Bucks are doing so well outside of WWE. Same for Omega. Cody should go if for nothing else to get his last name back. Cody Cody should go. Um, but no, I think they're all doing great work outside of. WWE and I think if All In takes off do you really think that they're going to go well that's the thing is I would think based off of what we had heard before Omega is not even available to go until what like January right and the Young Bucks are at least a couple of months away if I remember correctly I don't remember for sure uh, what the time was or anything but the time frame wouldn't line up even if they wanted to for them to come in right now it just wouldn't make any sense if they're well, going to no, come in now, I did. No, think definitely not. Talks have probably opened. I think that they should talk. And I think that if WWE can get them at a price that isn't, you know, like if uh, somebody like Kenny Omega, I think Kenny Omega is great. Uh, I don't think he can really cut a promo as well as some other people and stuff. But I think in the ring, he's great. He's one of those people who's easily in that top tier when it comes to non-WWE talent right now and everything. So they would be crazy not to want him. 
But if he says like, okay, I want like 12 million a year, then it's like, oh my God, come on, <laughs> that kind of thing. At the same time, if they can get them for a decent enough price that they're happy and that they can bring them in and of course not put them through the NXT system. I mean, you, first off, you can't do that with Cody. I mean, that's just absolutely ridiculous. But Omega and the Young Bucks, they don't need to go through NXT. They can go straight to the main roster, especially if I they thought that Canellas could go, you know? I think if they can do, if they do it, the only way to do it is AJ Styles-esque where you just hotshot them straight to the top of the card. It has to be. They would have to go to SmackDown because SmackDown would need them more. And... It's not like, oh, well, why would you waste them on the B-Show? SmackDown's going to need more people when they go over to Fox. So we're going to need to start getting people a little bit more used to watching SmackDown over the next, you know, 12 months or so. Because in October 2012, when everything switches over, we're going to need to have that momentum. Stop. Stop. Go back. You said October 2012. Why did I say 2012? Year 2019. <laughs> so in uh, February 1864, when uh, Velocity is 2012, what the fuck? I must have the end of the world on my mind. Uh, WWE Armageddon coming up soon. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that if we start seeing more and more of like Kenny Omega and Young Bucks doing stuff with the New Day and everything like that, it'll start looking more and more likely that it'll happen but I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Yeah, but I just don't want to. I don't want to put a lot of stock in it when you think about All In is going to be huge. That's going to be a big factor. the indie wrestling world. And I don't think, if they're making good money as it is, I don't know if they feel like right now they need that accolade of, I went to WWE. I think they're more concerned about helping the wrestling business grow on the other side of it. And then, you know, in a couple of years, like AJ did, you can go, okay, I need this. I need to check this off and I need to, you know, have my WWE run, but I don't think they're ready. And I don't think they need to right now. And that's, those are the four guys who can honestly say they don't need to. And not a lot of, names that have never been there can say i don't need to and they, those four can now did they tease something because i didn't watch it about the whole like bullet club is like splitting okay uh so at njpw g1 special kenny omega and cody Rhodes had their match they had been feuding within the bullet club and all this infighting since probably june of last year they had their match it was a great match suggest you all go out of your way to watch it at the end of it omega is with the bucks and the rest of the bullet club comes out finally they're united they all do the the two suite on the stage and it's funny i think matt jackson goes hey we're not even supposed to do that and and then the Samoans attack. And Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and their father, Haku, 
who all had represented the Bullet Club earlier in the night in a 10-man tag, just start beating the shit out of Kenny Omega. And then the Young Bucks try to save him, and they get the Young Bucks. And then Hangman Page, they get him. Chase Owens, uh, the Tokyo Pimp, they get those two. Cody comes down, and they hand him a chair. And, of course, Cody, this is where Cody, you know, shows his allegiance to... Kenny and the Bullock and the Young Bucks, and he goes out to the Samoans, who eventually lay him out, and then they all kind of reveal these shirts that say Bullet Club Firing Squad, leading me to believe that that'll be like the Samoan faction of Bullet Club, or like the NWO Wolfpack. Even, yeah, maybe not even the Bullet Club. Maybe they'll be like the Firing Squad or whatever. But it leads me to believe that the Tongans are going to be their own stable, which is fine. Because, you know, it works. The important thing is that the cast of being the elite and the stars of All In are at least all on the same page in character. Because it looked really weird when they were all, like, working together for these cool things. But then they're supposedly at each other's throats. So I'm glad they had their match. They settled it. You know, it it all actually had a rational conclusion. So now it's... Two factions that are separate, but on one side it's only three people, and the other side's got like nine. Four now, but I say this not even jokingly. There are so many Samoan wrestlers that I bet you can even out those numbers at one family dinner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, not if you don't grab the WWE guys, you're not going to get like big, big stars and everything you know, you know? Like, i mean like you got uh there's lance noie there, there, there there's like you can't bring manu and expect people to well, really give a you shit you know but you can bring manu in and you got haku as like the godfather of the whole thing which is fucking great because he's a scary dude i don't care how old he is he's a scary guy now he said as the godfather of the whole thing I'm just picturing him coming no, out with not, the hose that is, that is the pimp godfather just, just the, like a mafia godfather uh, I don't know I mean as somebody who doesn't follow the whole thing I find it kind of interesting but at the same time very fucking confusing yeah so you had a thing that was on your list of hot tags to talk about, but I wasn't sure exactly what you were talking about. It's uh, WWE at Madison Square Garden. Okay, I just wanted to talk about the house show they did at Madison Square Garden this past weekend because it was pretty big. Ronda Rousey made her MSG debut. Uh, Taker returned. He did a six-man teething with Braun and... Roman against Owens, Elias, and Corbin. Which, all things considered, I actually think that's a pretty good lineup. Um, I, I just really wanted to talk about this show. Like, uh, There was a weird picture that came out of Ronda training and like rehearsing with all the girls in the ring before the show. So that was pretty interesting. And I mostly wanted to get your thoughts on what do you think they're doing with The Undertaker? I think that he's kind of at the point in the career and he's like, hey, I kind of want to do something. And they're like, okay, what do you want to do? I think that that's it. 
and for him to team up with Strowman and uh, Roman, the STR Omen faction, you might as well call it that. That's a badass uh, team, by the way. <laughs> I mean, that's a you get those fucking three together, and it's like, all right, who can't they beat? But I think that that's kind of like, all right, well, get back in the ring a little bit, work yourself through uh, seeing how good you're feeling, because he might do something at SummerSlam. I don't know. And this would be a good way to test it, but not actually rely on him holding up a match. And this is pretty cool, too. MSG actually had the lights all decked out in purple from the outside. So it was covered in purple to honor the fact that the undertaker was in Madison square garden. That's that cool. night. So, you know, really, really cool stuff. I Did it start love, out gray and then go to purple? I would have been awesome. <laughs> I always love when WWE goes to MSG and, you know, I'm a New York kid and I'll always think MSG is the coolest and most important building ever. I don't know no. about you. You know what's kind of annoying about that? I almost bought tickets for that show. You should have. You see? You would have gotten... I would have gotten The Undertaker again. Yeah. And you would have gotten, you know, Ronda Rousey. How many times are you going to see Ronda Rousey in the ring? I know you're going to Mania, so... I fucking better. At least least that (laughs) one. Those tickets haven't come on sale yet, as far as I'm uh, aware. But yeah, I was like... um, you know, I haven't had seen anything at Madison Square Garden ever. Let me see if I can get something for the SummerSlam Heat Wave tour. And then I was like, uh, eh, it's a lot of money. And I was You've just never like, been you know, to Madison Square Garden? Nope. Hmm. Outside of like just outside of the arena I have been, but never been inside. Wow. So I'm gonna have yeah. to do that at some point. I checked that off my list at least. Also, uh Triple H after Ronda Rousey put up a little tweet of Roddy Piper in the garden and Rhonda in the garden and it just says then now forever and I like it you know I, so, I think it's all cool uh, there's a sad thing to talk about uh, Fandango is going to be out for six months he has a left labrum tear and uh, the saddest part about the whole thing is I don't think it's going to really factor into anything no, I'm wishful thinking 100%, but if we could please get a return to Prince Pretty, send him back to NXT. I don't care. If we can get Tyler Breeze as Prince Pretty again, instead of like the goofy fashion police comedy guy, which, by the way, tonight didn't seem like a good start for that. Mm-hmm, uh, not at all. Yeah, I just really want... Tyler Breeze back to being Tyler Breeze, please. I like Breezango. Uh, the fashion police stuff I thought was really funny when they were actually doing it instead of like, hey, we're going to just put this on WWE.com where nobody's going to pay any attention to it and stuff. But um, Fandango being out, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't know, maybe it's actually a blessing in disguise. Maybe yeah. if he's out for six months, they're not going to job him out constantly. And when he comes back, then maybe Brizongo gets a little bit of a push. Or or maybe you just turn them both back to their original characters. I want to see some Fandango dancing, you know, again. I mean, okay, she's doing way more important things. But can you imagine if right after being the B, 
they would have just gotten Zelina Vega to be Fandango's dance partner. Would have been, been great. <laughs> would have been its what fifth uh, dance partner? Because he had uh, he had the brunette generic. girl. He had uh, Summer Rae, Rose Mendez. So it would be her. Would have been his fourth. It wasn't Layla for like a hot minute. Nope. Kind of remember Not her that I know, like yeah. that. Hmm. Um. Have we talked? You. What do you want to jump to next? Uh, that's what I was just trying to figure out. Oh, this is a real quick one, just because, uh, fuck it, why not? Dolph Ziggler in an interview said that his original name, they wanted him to be David Diggler. Dave, Dave Diggler, I've heard this story. <laughs> like, David Diggler? Like, yeah, and he... That's his, That's worse than Dolph Ziggler. How, how the fuck did they have something even worse than Dolph Ziggler? This is back when a lot of people didn't say no, and he was like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, <laughs> and like the like, persistence that they had said it needs to be DD. Why? Why did it need to be DD? <laughs> it's like I could understand if they were going like, all right, well, we're gonna call you. I mean, like, say for instance, original name for the Undertaker was Kane the Undertaker, because if they would have wanted them to get like some kind of a name, you need a cool name. You can't be Eustace. The Undertaker, because then it's like, all right, fucking come on. Eustace the Undertaker shirts coming to Steve Hope like that. <laughs> <laughs> but like that is, all right, you're going to give him something cool. David Diggler is like, why would you be like, it has to be DD for your name. You need to be David Diggler because that's a generic fucking name. And this is around the time of like Michael this McGillicuddy is, and yeah, all that. This is around that time of like really bad names and Honestly, in FCW, he was just the natural Nick Nemeth. And first of all, that's such a better name. Second of all, that's his real name. Like, and it just it would have been so much better. It really would have been. And I'm glad that he went with Dolph, Zig- uh, Dolph Ziggler, though, because that's better than David Diggler. Yeah, anything is better than Diggler. <laughs> yeah. And it's like Dirk Diggler. Like, you really didn't even want to try all that much harder. Like everybody always did the whole like, oh Dolph Ziggler. I wonder why they didn't just call him Dirk Diggler. But if they actually would have went with Diggler, then it would have been even worse. Well, even Dirk Ziggler, Dirk as a name is just bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird. Uh, kind of makes you wonder if he were to have come in now, what they would have done if he would have just been Nick Nemeth, or if they would have gone with you know, hey, can you have like some other kind of name? And if he would have been like. I don't know, uh, Chase Montague or something like you. Know? That sounds familiar. Is that from something? Chase Montague. Chase, Mon- Chase Montague has to be a name. I have right now. Yeah, I have to look at that. Chase Montague. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, there's Chase Bank in Montague Township, New Jersey. <laughs> well, you're in. Oh uh, yeah, that's, that's I get it too. Me. Yeah. Uh, if your name is uh, Chase Montague or Chase Montague or anything like that, then uh, buy me something for your birthday. <laughs> I guess that's how it works. <laughs> what else we got here? Uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh, it seems like he's at fault when it comes to that car accident. He's been cited for reckless driving. So don't fucking uh, do that, people. <laughs> that's basically it. I'm going to get more into this when it comes to the predictions, but I think that this might be a little bit of a factor into that match. Just saying. You know, and you know what? Bo Dallas 
and I'll get more into it on Wednesday. But I I said the stupidest thing today to myself. I'm like, wow, he does a really good Bray Wyatt. Like he looks just like him. And I went, oh, well, fuck, that's his brother, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I did think the same thing a couple of weeks ago. I was just kind of like, damn, his voice is uh, like spot on for Bray Wyatt. And he's like, okay, well, well he does have that connection. And it, this is the most entertaining thing that he's done, so. At least as far as I'm concerned for something recently. But um, yeah, we'll get into more of that a little bit later on. Just kind of want to throw that out there with the hot tags. Uh, this is another one of those, like, ugh kind of topics. Taylor Hendricks has been accusing Jay Lethal of pretty much holding back her career and being detrimental to her because she didn't fuck him. Which, Jay Lethal... I think she was saying that Ring of Honor was sabotaging her career. Well, that it all boils down to if she would have slept with him, it would have been better. Which, Jay Lethal, to you know, give credit to where it's due, uh, said, like, this is total bullshit and stuff. And I, my gut reaction to all these are always, I don't know if I trust the allegation, but it's a possibility. To me, I, okay. I like Jay Lethal. I do, you know, I've, I've always been very complimentary of Jay Lethal as a performer. Um, I see no reason that Taylor Hendricks would just make up this story out of the blue. You know? I don't know, because you never really know with certain people. Like, I don't know anything about Taylor Hendricks behind the scenes or anything, so I don't know if she's got like some kind of bipolar tendencies or you know anybody in the world. You never really know for sure who is the type that wants to play victim for different things. But then that sucks because that's kind of like, it sucks to have to have that kind of mentality to say, what if she's playing victim? Because it's like, if that's true, then that's awful, you know? But it's like, how many people do do that? There's always stories of like, guy gets released from prison after 10 years when it turns out that the person just flat out lied. And it's like, ah, shit. Well, that ruins it for the people that are telling the truth, you know? Yeah, and that's the hard thing. And... I really hope that the allegations do go on to be unfounded, even though I, I, I'll i always kind of have this in the back of my mind, because I, I, I don't think that Taylor Hendricks has a reason to lie. And I'll go even further, and this is kind of the shit that she gets into, and it sucks to have to say this, but there have been stories like this always in wrestling wrestling is a shady shitty business Mm -hmm. you know and it's like and it's not even just the wrestling industry it seems like every industry industry, and and every industry but specifically the entertainment industry you know Mm -hmm. we're seeing a lot of the blowback of that now with stuff like the me too movement right it sucks it really does because you to clarify, it's not that it sucks that this stuff is coming out. It sucks yes, that this I, it, it sucks that this stuff has to come out and that it happened. Which it I know that I know that, that that's where you, you're going with. It also sucks that you have to clarify that. But yeah, but you know, some people will yeah, be like, "What do you mean it sucks I, that they're?" And that it's is like, "What I mean." Yeah. You know, I I think Jay Lethal's a great guy. I I mean, like when I say that, I mean as a performer, I don't know him personally. 
Um, yeah, I hope this all goes on to be untrue. Taylor Hendricks did provide some text messages that were supposedly from Lethal the day that he told her that, that said, hey, Taylor, it's me, Jay. When you get a chance, I need to talk to you about something serious. And again, hope it's not true. Hope it's all false. If it is true, it's great that another shady part of the business is being exposed so we can move on and be better. But all in all, I want just everyone in this situation to come out better, Mm. being a better person. Yeah. So that's going to be one of those stories that maybe uh, within the next week, maybe by the next hot tags, there might be more behind it. You know, Ring of Honor has basically only said, we're going to look into this, which is pretty much all they can say at this point. Unless they know something. If they know something, then it's a different story. But Well, we'll never really know. And that's the thing is we'll still never really know because we're only going to know what they put out there. We won't know if there's any shady dealings under dealing. You know, I mean, all we can do is speculate and report on speculation, which sucks. But that's the position we're in. But I just hope it all turns out to be false just because I don't want to hate Jay Lethal. You know? Uh, This is something that you got to fill me in on. Booker T says he's not done yet. I I ran this story specifically for WrestleZone. Booker T on his Heated Conversations podcast said, you know, I never said I was done. I never said I was retired. I've been thinking about doing one more match, maybe two more matches. You know, I've never really said I was done. Now, to me, I just think he'll end up wrestling for his promotion. Reality of wrestling. Makes sense. But I immediately started fantasy booking him in WWE. And I realized the one guy I want to put him with, Ambrose. Hmm. I think, Why Ambrose? I, th- I think Ambrose needs a good back and forth guy on the microphone because I think that's where Ambrose shines. I think Ambrose is great on the mic and I think he is very cerebral and he doesn't get a lot of credit because he's, his moveset isn't that flashy. He's more of like Steve Austin esque, but he's mixed in with a little bit of Jericho in terms of his size and his, the way he moves. And I think a good opponent with some years of knowledge and good ability on the mic might bring out some great ability in Dean Ambrose. I don't know off the top of my head who I would go with for Booker. I think I'd have to go through the whole roster and figure it out, but I don't think that there's anybody that stands out to me as like a, a go-to answer. I'll tell you who they'd probably put him with. Either Elias or Rusev. Rusev? I th- I would enjoy. I could see Elias Rusev. I I don't see. He's like, well, I just see that character of like, you know, forget Booker T Day. Booker T Day is stupid. Who'd you <laughs> ever beat? Forget the Booker Rooney. It's the Rusev Rooney. It's the, you know, and just would be like, like that. I could see them doing something stupid like having like him against Baron Corbin or that kind of thing, but. I'm looking through just the wiki right now, and I'm like, 
Bobby Roode, eh, TNA. Braun Strowman, doesn't make sense. Brock Lesnar, give me a fucking break. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to see Brock hit five German suplexes and that's it. Chad Gable, he's not the type of guy that would really carry that kind Gender. of a feud, even though I really do like Chad Gable. Elias makes sense. Gender, um, I think he's fine hanging out backstage <laughs> and not doing all that much else. Shonda. I could see maybe Kevin Owens being good. Oh, I would enjoy that a lot. Like that'd be that'd be kind of neat. Uh, I Dolph could see Ziggler? Ziggler could work. I could see it being really fun if Booker was up against Sami Zayn, and it was like he could just like put down Sami. Uh, Rollins doesn't strike me as like something I'd really love to see. Styles, it's like that's yeah, TNA again. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe I would go with Owens actually as my go-to. Yeah, I like the idea of that. How crazy would it be though if he was like, I, you know, I do want to come back and I'm fighting Luke Gallows. <laughs> It'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, speaking of comebacks, there's more hype about Ray, and obviously Ray wants to work a part-time schedule. I'd be okay with Ray not doing house shows, but I think he's the kind of guy who needs that TV build. Like, he doesn't need to wrestle, but he needs to be there. What do you think about that? For? Like, just in order to build credible feuds. Ray isn't Brock Lesnar. Ray can't go and come as he pleases I as, as a character. I thought you meant about, like, Booker. No, I, no, I mean just, like, Ray in general. Yeah, I think that Ray needs uh, kind of, like, some interaction with the people that he's he's feuding with. He doesn't necessarily need to be full on like every feud normal kind of stuff. Like he's on, you know, five straight weeks worth of Monday Night Raw kind of thing. But I think that if you just announce like, hey, at SummerSlam, Rey Mysterio is going to fight Finn Balor, it would be kind of like, oh, that might be kind of neat. And then that would be it. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, man, but then what's going to happen? It would be like, oh, cool. So he needs a little bit more to that. One time with uh, Lesnar and Randy, where they were just like breaking news: Brock Lesnar is going to fight Randy Orton, and it was just like flat, and that never really went anywhere for me. Uh, What other topics do we have here? Well, we should talk about Brock. Let's talk about the thing that I'm probably going to make the uh, the headline for this. Hold on, Uh, hold on. Let's let's that should probably close it, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should. Actually, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. We were just talking about Taylor Hendricks. This is uh, <laughs> Enzo Amore. Let's oh, talk about that. There's the transition. I was going to try not to transition from that to that. Yeah, ladies, it's a natural one. We're, oh, thank God we're not Enzo's PR team. He's selling consensual shorts. Like literal, I don't know if they're boxer shorts or just shorts of the with the word consensual written across the crotch. I don't Why? fault him for going with the the flow of hey that's the thing that people were the big takeaway let me try to make some money but at the same time it's like that's not a good idea dude shorts it's not even a shirt it's shorts so you're just kind of consensual on your dick come on <laughs> uh Enzo that's Enzo <laughs> what is it like a sitcom oh that's Enzo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, basically at this point. Uh, yeah, so 
I only have two more hot tags written down here. I've got Brock and I got table for three. Uh, um, do we have anything? I don't think we have anything else. Let's see. Uh, we covered Starcast, covered. Uh, Ric Flair underwent successful surgery for a procedure that I think it's called an ileostomy. I'm probably butchering that terribly. But it's, uh, he removed a part of his small intestine. It went successful. They're hoping he'll be out of the hospital by Friday. Just great. Great stuff. Yeah. Can't say anything bad about that. <laughs> Can't be like, ah, damn, well, there I lost that pool. You know, like, it's just gonna... <laughs> always, always good to hear uh, when somebody's doing well instead of hearing, like, we, we have, what, three injury reports over the past week and a half or something like that. So it's like, oh, good. Rick Flair's doing better. Awesome. Uh, table for three. Let's go with that one. Um, Future Empowered was the name of this one. It was Alexa Bliss, Lita, and Trish Stratus. Skip it. Yeah. Although, Le- Alexa's first promo was cute. Oh, the audition tape? Yeah. She, she's just cute. Like, What did she call herself? A uh, baby swag? <laughs> Baby swag, like, just come on. I think even Lita said it. She's like, it sounds like Liv Morgan. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, then they call her like uh, they, they say like you're trying to take Liv Morgan's thing or something like that. Yeah, or something like it. And it does. It sounds exactly like a Liv Morgan thing. And that was uh, one of the only highlights that I could think of from that. It was mostly Trish and Lita just asking uh, Bliss about herself. And, like, she said that, uh, oh, the other thing that I thought was kind of funny was that Nia Jax tried to feed her pet pig yeah, bacon. the bacon thing. Which is, like, oh, that's, that's funny. Like, that's probably what I would do. Like, Nia Jax, do you see, do you see how much of a bully that <laughs> Nia Jax is to a poor animal just trying to convert it to cannibal? Nia Jax, shame. Shame. <laughs> I think that she did the right thing there because bacon tastes good and if you want to be nice to somebody, you give them bacon. <laughs> Shame. Other than that, though, I, I mean... It's pretty eh. skippable. I do think it's kind of weird that she lets her uh, deaf 45-pound pig sleep in bed, so if that's going to intru- uh, have some kind of a influence on the sexy superstars tournament and i don't know uh speaking of alexa and her bed buddy murphy just celebrated five years with the company congratulations to him hmm five years wow five years huh I'm trying to think about what he's done well yeah, that, that fucking match on <laughs> tuesday was great and i, I mean he, yeah he's great on 205 live this is the best stuff he's ever done at the that tag team man in NXT, I did not like them at all. I thought they were, I thought they were underrated as all hell. Blake and Murphy was great. Buddy Murphy on Two Hundred Five Live is great. Buddy Murphy is great. He really is. The what do they call him? The uh, the best kept secret or whatever. Yeah, that and it's like that's the perfect name. This dude goes to Two Hundred Five Live and it's like, oh damn, you're entertaining as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of weird. So that's a cool little story. Yeah. Now, and going back to five years and somebody who's been there, been signed relatively for about six now and it barely shows up. 
Let's talk about Brock Lesnar, Tony. Yeah. All right. So, I don't follow UFC. Everybody knows that. But I get all these messages, and it's all like, just see what Brock did and whatever like that. And I'm like, okay, let me check. Brock Lesnar goes to UFC 226, calls out Daniel Cormier. I think that's how you pronounce it, right? And I had heard right after that that he's going to fight in November. Now, saying that he's entered the uh, USADA drug testing pool and that he's going to be eligible to compete on or after January 8th, 2019. And essentially, all fucking uh, signs are pointing towards this is obviously going to be the fight. It'll happen in January. Now we have to cancel the idea of like, well, is he only using the UFC for some kind of leverage for WWE? No, he's going to fucking UFC. But if it's January, that doesn't disqualify him from still wrestling the whole rest of the fucking year. First thing I want to ask you, because there's multiple questions here. Do you think that this means he drops the title at SummerSlam? I never say never with Brock Lesnar. Because last year at SummerSlam, they said he was dropping the title to go to UFC. And now that he's actually appeared there... It seems more likely. I think they should just get the title off of him. Well, I mean, if, if you're talking what what you think that we should do, yeah, I mean, we've I been know, talking about it, this. It's it's hard with Lesnar because they obviously have some kind of a good working relationship because Ronda went into the Hall of Fame over the weekend. Lesnar shows up in the Octagon at UFC 226. I don't know. At SummerSlam, maybe, because he's not advertised for the Super Showdown. And that, to me, is very telling. Well, see, he can drop the title at SummerSlam and then just kind of fuck off. Or he can retain the title at SummerSlam, just not work the Super Showdown, and they can have him drop it at Survivor Series. Uh, I think he should drop it on an episode of Raw. I think there's more exposure there. I'd love to see something. I mean, if that was the case, I'd love to see him just drop it on fucking next week's Raw. But, well, I mean, uh, but they have the out to do so. They have the fucking briefcase. Yeah. That Oh, man, that would be so great if, like, on the way, like, all right, we're going to try setting up something for SummerSlam for Brock Lesnar, and he comes out with Paul Heyman, and then Brock, uh, Braun Strowman just cashes in and beats him on fucking Raw, and then it's like, yeah, you don't even have to bother about SummerSlam. Like, that would be so much of like a happy moment for me, but I'm looking on this on the brighter side of saying in my brighter side, Brock drops that title at SummerSlam. Cause I'm fucking sick and tired of it. And at least this is more of a reason to believe that he can't hold that title going into next year. He, I mean, he can, but it's like, there's less of a chance that he's going to do that, which means that there's less of a chance that he's going to go into WrestleMania holding the title, which means they might as well take it off at SummerSlam. And even though I don't want to see Bobby Lashley hold it, I don't want to see Roman Reigns hold it, and I don't want to see some kind of bullshit where it's like Braun Strowman cashes in and pins Roman Reigns instead of Brock Lesnar because we need to be- keep Brock looking uh, strong. At this point, I'll just take somebody else as the fucking champion more than anything, you know? 
Well, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are feeling that way. I think it's... At this point, I'll almost feel cheated if Roman doesn't beat Lesnar. Not in the sense that, well, goddammit, see, it's working. They're, somebody wants, you know, somebody's rooting for Roman. It's not so much that, but I, I do think that it's been such a huge part of the character's arc for the last two years that he should probably fucking beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it's he, just a logical thing to do. He deserves and, that. If he doesn't get that, that's just another knock against Roman. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be... I hate hot potatoing stuff, but like, I'd be cool with Roman beats Brock, gets massively booed on Monday Night Raw, and then Braun Strowman says, I want to cash in and I want to fight you at fucking Hell in a Cell. And then he beats him at Hell in a Cell and Braun Strowman's champion. Like, I'd be cool with that, even. Like, there's a lot of ways that I'd be cool with stuff, even if it's, like, that's not the way that I would want it to go. Because for it to go the way that I wanted it to go, we'd have to go back to Fast Lane when Goldberg won, you know? But as much as I think that there are negatives when it comes to this like that, one of the positives, I have to say, UFC is not all that entertaining to me because I find it just, like, I don't know any of the people... I think that they're kind of boring as it is. I find the fights a lot of the time to be very boring. As much as I hate Brock Lesnar in WWE, I love Brock Lesnar in UFC. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking promo that he cut about just like, uh, there are a bunch of pussies and fuck you and fuck you. I was just kind of like, oh my God, I love this. I want him to beat everybody up. <laughs> it's a weird, weird dynamic where... He comes like, in and he does that on WWE, and I'm like, oh, this is goddamn frustrating. He does it in UFC, and I'm like, this is my well, favorite fucking well, guy. No, but they won't let him do it in WWE. I love when he opens his mouth, and he's just like, fuck you, you're a bitch. It's, well, that's probably what he would say, I believe yeah. that. <laughs> it's that simple. He's like, uh, his promo style is world star. Like, <laughs> you know. The kind of thing where it's just like, you're not going to get anything eloquent out of him. He's not going to be talking about how, like, yeah, this person's a fighter, but I think if I take him down in this way, he's just going to be like, he's a little bitch, I'm going to fuck him up. And it's just going to be like, like just do it. Last time, he goes, I just won this fight, I'm going to go and get on top of my wife. That's <laughs> <laughs> so fucking awesome, I love it. I don't know, I root for the bad guys in so many different things, and it's like, real life, Rock Lesnar is one of the fucking bad guys, it seems. I hate him when he's fucking around with my WWE product, but not enough to where I'm going to cheer anybody against him in WWE because that's the narrative. And then it's like, oh, you know, you put him up on, uh, you know, CM Punk does his fights. And I'm like, I don't know if I really want to root for CM Punk. Brock Lesnar's going to do this fight in January. I'm going to be in the basement going, oh, I want Brock Lesnar to fuck him up. And I don't even know who Daniel Cormier is. <laughs> I have nothing against the dude. I have no idea who he is. I thought he was Daniel Cormier until I looked it up. That's how little I know about him. Do you think it's wrong that he didn't, like, have the title with him? I know some people have complained about that. I think it would be neat if he did. That'd be kind of cool. Okay, you cannot tell me that it hasn't been kicked around in Vince McMahon's office or a writer's room or something. They've thought in their heads... Can we have Strowman cash in 
after Brock wins or loses his fight? (laughs) (laughs) That would be kind of amazing. I mean, imagine the, like, confusion and everything, like... Oh, the fucking crowd would shit. Oh, they would hate it. They would they would throw so much shit into that octagon. They would be requesting so many refunds. It would be impossible, but I'll do you one one better even. Uh, Brock Lesnar is hanging out with... He has a kid, right? Yeah, he's got a few. So he's hanging out with his kids at Chuck E. Cheese. They're in the ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> They they hated what happened on at the UFC fight because they were like, oh, this is too staged because he called out Lesnar and Lesnar gets in the octagon and he pushes him and then, oh, this is too staged. Bubba Ray tweeted, you know, this was a work. What a work this was. UFC needs Lesnar and they know it and their fans are. Uh, well, I'll read you the tweet verbatim. A complete work. Reminded me of the scene in Rocky 3 where Clubber calls out Rocky in front of the whole city. <laughs> <laughs> UFC needs Brock. <laughs> they and their fans are just scared to admit it. Pro wrestling's greater than MMA. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I don't care about staged elements. I know the violence is still real. I know the 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 combat of it is still real. It's a thousand times more entertaining if there's real beef. Yeah, because then point, there's actually a reason to want to see one of the people win instead of just okay. I'm curious who will win. Dominic Cruz and Uriah Faber one time had a fight, and they told this whole story about how they'd kind of come up in the business together, and there was some legit feuding there. And I watched that fight because I was like. I think that these guys might actually try to beat the fucking shit out of each other till one can't move anymore. And I watched that fight. And I like stuff like that. I will say that I think Brock Lesnar is better in the MMA world. I think Brock Lesnar is more of a pro wrestler in MMA than when he's in pro wrestling. And I think that's awesome. Was it a work? Probably. Do I care? No, because it's entertaining to me. I mean, you can see the people smiling when he's doing it. I'll give you a funny story. I posted the Bubba Ray tweet on WrestleZone. And I I headlined it. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer thinks UFC incident was staged or something to that effect. And somebody added me on LinkedIn. And the message said, Wow, Robert. Uh, does a UFC Hall of Famer thinks it was staged? Does anyone under the age of two not think it was staged? <laughs> and, and he's like, I enjoy your work, but your headlines are terrible. But maybe you don't make them. And that made me laugh. You know, like, it's <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah, I did make that headline, but you have to make it interesting. If I just said, Bubba Ray said this was staged. You probably wouldn't click on that. So yeah, you click on the article and it just says, "Hey, the title." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you gotta kind of keep it interesting, and that's just my funny story about that. 
I think that this is another story that we're going to have to hear a lot more about to get to know what the plans are going forward. But we're going to know more about this, even like in the WWE context, when it comes to Extreme Rules. And that's going to be coming up later on this week, which means, of course, that we're going to do our predictions later on this week. And then the post-show, those are two of the next things that you're going to be looking forward to that's going to be on the channel, as well as the round three discussion of the Sexiest WWE Superstars Tournament. So if you want to be aware of when these things come up, hit that subscribe button on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications. You could also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SmartOutMoment and follow anything else that's happening on SmartOutMoment.com by subscribing to the RSS feed or, you know, any other kind of methods that you've got going on like that. Real quick plug for another thing that I've going on. FanboysAnonymous.com, I've been working on a bunch of different stuff over there for just, like, as much content as I can find the time to do, and uh, hopefully I can try to figure out some more time to do, like, some actual podcasts, other than just movie reviews and stuff, but can't make any promises right now. Follow all the other kind of freelance work that I do, you'll find links to them on shit, you know, just look around. Uh... And I don't think that I have anything else that I necessarily need to plug right now, but um, if I think of anything, I'll go to it. Uh, so anything you want to toss out? Um, VolatileWrestleZone.com for your daily wrestling news. I am on the shift from 12 p.m. Eastern to 4 p.m. Eastern. So, you know, that's where I'll be when I'm not doing stuff for Smart Out Moment. I also have done the WrestleZone live daily chats on the facebook page so go ahead and check that out and click those notifications as well follow me on twitter and instagram at dude felice real quick that's d-u-d-e-f-e-l-i-c-e i I know some people have been having trouble with that and i think that's all i got right now might have more on wednesday you never know all right everybody so thanks for listening to these hot tags make sure you leave your comments below and tell us what you think of all the things that we were just talking about and anything else you want to toss out because why not and we will see you when we see you this has been another smart out moment and we're being counted out